Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Reset Podcast. I am Jennifer Witted, your host, and I wanted to hop on today and talk to you about a subject near and dear to my heart, so much so that I wanted to record a podcast episode on it. Um, and we're going to be talking about survival mode. Um, and the reason that I wanted to bring this up is because I feel that especially these days in these times, a lot of us are struggling and in survival mode and we don't even realize it. And so maybe, you know, just listening to this is going to help you realize like, oh my gosh, I really need to make some changes. And, um, and so hopefully this helps you. Um, but we're going to dive deep into this topic. It affects so many of us, um, busy moms over 30 that, have hormonal imbalances, facing challenges of weight loss and struggling to regain control of your life and your weight. Um, because when you're in survival mode, you don't know how to do anything better than just get by. You do what you can to just get by. And listen, um, I ain't going to tell you, I lived with chronic anxiety for the first 40 years of my life. And there are moments that I just blacked out. I lost blocks of time. And I don't remember because the anxiety was so consuming. Um, there were some things that I did when I was in survival mode that I regret. And it was so easy for me to forget everyone else and forgive everyone else except for myself. You ever have those moments where you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you think about something that you did 10 years ago and you're like, why the hell did I do that? That was so stupid. And I you could have handled that in such a better way. Um, that was me. Um, the best thing you can do is just forgive yourself for the things you did when you were just trying to survive. Because you're you're at a place where you're in this deep hole and you're trying to claw out of it. And when people in their, are in survival mode, they can do things not only harmful to themselves, but harmful to other people. And this is why I wanted to talk about this today, because I hope, it is my hope that it does not take you 40 years to do that. I think it's really important to understand if you want to get out of survival mode, you've got to get out of settling mode. This is for the women. We settle because as long as we have what we need, the bare essentials, you know, then we feel like, okay, I'm going to be okay. There's not more out there for me. But in all honesty, you have to tell yourself, you know, what if it all does work out? What if I actually am successful? What if I actually am wealthier than I could have ever imagined because if we're taught from a very young age as women to be people pleasers, don't talk back, don't raise your voice, don't you know be seen and not heard, don't speak up on your opinion, don't share your opinion. In, in, in order to break that cycle of survival mode, you've got to break the cycle of people pleasing. You cannot be scared of people judging you. You cannot be scared of what people are going to think of you. You have got to have a thicker skin. And here's why. Um, because people are going to judge you no matter what. You cannot stop people from saying what they're going to say. 
And in fact, the more that you let go of people pleasing, the more that you let go of the fear of judgment of others, you are set free. You no longer worry about what are they saying about me? What are they um, thinking about me? Because you're set free. You quite literally can accomplish anything you want to achieve in your life. And when you're set free, you know, there's going to be haters. There's going to be people that don't like what you do because especially, especially the people closest to you, your friends, your family, and you think like, oh, my friends and family love me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you start to shift and change and you set boundaries for yourself, and you keep your boundaries, those people are not going to be happy because they realize that they have to change as well. There's things about them that probably make them extremely uncomfortable where they're becoming more aware of those things and feeling the urgency to shift themselves and they don't want to. And so what they will do in order to stay in their own comfort zone is to keep you in where you're at now and hold you back, hold you down. Sometimes you have to let go and get a new circle. And that doesn't mean that you can't love your family. And that doesn't mean that you can't love your friends, but you can lovingly say, this is a boundary for me. And this is what I'm going to do. And you can either cheer me on and support me because this is where I'm going or you can just move on and not cheer me on and support me. But I'm not going to let your thoughts and opinions of me become healthier, of me going to the gym, of me quitting alcohol, quit drinking. I have to tell you what, in my opinion, there is no one far more judgmental is your peer group when, you know, they're used to going out for a weekend binger and drink all day and then like stop at Jack in the box at midnight. And the minute that you, you still want to hang out with your friends, but you quit drinking, no one is going to give you a harder time than your friends that realize that you are changing and their reality is no longer going to be the same. It is changing for them and they don't like that. No one is going to be harder on you than them. Um, and it doesn't mean that you do not honor your husband and your family because you want more than the bare essentials. Feeling trapped in survival mode and feeling a deep calling for more is a wake-up call for you to shift your perspective, to allow yourself to set boundaries for yourself and hold up to them. It means you change your core values and you're going to change. The people around you might not like that because if you change, they become uncomfortable. And it will bring their inadequacies to light. But you got to keep listening to your, to your soul, to your north node. And you keep answering the call. When the call comes to your heart, keep going. One change, one small change after another. In order to break out of survival mode, you got to learn healthy coping mechanisms and develop a sense of safety to deal with the trauma that's been holding you in the same place for years and years and years. And that can include engaging in self-care activities, mindfulness techniques, or even counseling, seeking professional help for PTSD treatment, 
from a medical health provider. There is no shame in asking for help because survival mode is a state where you're just getting by and it impacts every aspect of your life from your health to your self-esteem. And you might feel like you're trapped in that never ending battle. You might feel helpless, constantly battling challenges and not really even living. You're just feeling stuck. Um, But here's the good news for you. It does not have to be that way. And so I'm going to help you identify some limiting beliefs, some things that keep you in survival mode. And then we're going to have, I'm going to give you a few tips on how to overcome survival mode, to get out of that, to break the cycle, to change and develop. Who are you now in your after post kids, like going into perimenopause, like who are you? And it might mean big shifts in your life, like a new career, like completely shifting your career. Like I did when I turned 40, my background is in pharmacy and I worked in pharmacy for about 20 years. And then I felt the calling for more and, um, started training, lifting weights, learning how to, and I, and just a little background is that I grew up in dance and gymnastics. I was a gymnast. And, um, and then once I had kids, my late twenties, early thirties, I became a long distance runner. And then, you know, in my forties, early, sorry, late thirties, early forties felt the calling for more. And so I started bikini competitions, (laughs) started bodybuilding. And the week that I turned 40, I stepped on stage for my first bikini competition. And so it grew into this snowball of desire for me to help other women. And here we are today. I left my job during COVID. I quit. I told myself I would give myself, um, I was going to cut back to part-time and I was going to give myself until I replaced my income at the pharmacy to leave my job. And that was in January of 2020. And by February of 2020, which is one month later, I gave my notice. I quit my job and became a full-time personal trainer. And it was a hybrid between um, online and in-person training. And now in 2024, my program is fully online. I do have a few in-person clients that I still work with, but the majority of my program is online and it just continues to get better and better. But had I never stepped out in that fear that terrified, I was terrified. It was the scariest thing I ever did. If I had never stepped out in fear and cut back to part-time and then quit my job a month later, I never would have known what I was truly capable of in this realm. I love what I do. I love helping people. And I feel like I went from one job of helping people in one way to another job of helping people in another way. And, um, one of the biggest obstacles to breaking free is our own limiting beliefs. Whatever it is that you believe you cannot do, you are going to find evidence to support. You cannot do it. And whatever you believe you can do, you're going to find evidence to to support that you can. And so these beliefs hold us back from our true potential. They shape your reality. If you say, oh, I can't do that. Well, you're right. You, you can't. But if you believe truly that you can accomplish this and do it, you will find a way. 
you manifest more of what you focus on. And that means you bring more of what you focus on into your life. So guess what? If you're focusing on the negative, you bring more negative into your reality, more of the things that you don't want. And if you focus on the positive, and that doesn't mean negative things won't happen, but quit focusing on them, you're going to, you're going to create more of that. So when you're trying to lose weight and focus on facing your hormone imbalances, these beliefs can be completely, especially destructive. So I want to talk about how you can break free from that pattern. And it starts with changing your mindset, your habits, your routines, and you need to start believing in yourself and your ability to transform your life because your mindset that that mindset that you hold on to can shift your life in a profound way. And I believe it and I know it because I did it myself. I, I can't even begin to tell you the loneliness that I felt for, for about 10 years, raising three kids by myself with uh, one child born with a rare disease and the emptiness and loneliness that I held on to for, I lived with that for, for many years until I met my husband now, my current husband, and he's amazing and wonderful and loves my kids like his own. And he's got three kids that I love and adore. And, you know, our life is, is truly a blessing for both of us. Um, but I never would have figured out that I could do more if I hadn't stepped out of my fear. And it was just so terrifying. That's one thing I want you to know is that um, if your dreams don't scare you, then they're probably not big enough. <laughs> um, but I, I, and this is where, this is how the 90 day hormone recess system came about. It's, it's a program that not only addresses hormone imbalances, but it also empowers women to regain control of their lives in a holistic way. There's no fad diet to follow. There's no exhausting workout routine where you spend hours in the gym. It is custom to every single person, depending on their lifestyle. We want to make sure that it fits your lifestyle so that you can create permanent change. This is something you can do the rest of your life where you, you know, this is the last time you will ever have to hire a coach. You have to nourish yourself from within, nourish your soul. Remember that deep within every single one of us, there is a badass motherfucker waiting to be unleashed by learning how to tap into your inner strength and resilience. And so I'm going to share with you a little bit of my own personal story about overcoming challenges and how I reconnected with my inner power. I grew up with really bad self-esteem. I was a people pleaser. I, I like to introduce myself as a recovering people pleaser because I wanted to make sure that everyone around me was happy, not uncomfortable. And um, it really scared me to stand out. And I ended up having three children with my first marriage. And I was a people pleaser. And what that meant is that even during the times, the darkest times of going through my child that has a rare disease, through his diagnosis. And what I mean when I say rare disease, there's only like 24 people in the United States that have the disease that my son has. And the loneliness of that diagnosis, the loneliness of having a child 
with autism is feeling like I didn't have any friends. I stayed home every single weekend. We couldn't go out and you cannot leave a child with a young child with autism with a babysitter. You cannot do that because your child will have a meltdown. They will become destructive. They become um, destructive to themselves. They hurt themselves or other people. And, um, And it was very lonely, very dark. I would have like 30 minutes to be able to go to the grocery store. And this is before anyone could order their groceries online. Um, And so I was kind of stuck in this cycle of thinking like, damn, this is what I have to look forward to for the rest of my life of feeling alone, feeling like there's no support system for families of people that have children with special needs. Our system is literally failing families of kids with special needs because there is no support. The only support that I had was um, me being my own fucking cheerleader. I had to get up every single day and go to work. I had to get up early, get my children dressed, get my youngest, because my, my youngest son, the one born with rare disease, couldn't even dress himself until he was 10 years old. So I would have to get up early get him ready for school, get myself ready for school and get to work and then come home. And we had all kinds of therapies coming to the house, which we still do. Um, Physical therapy, um, speech therapy. um, um, Gosh, darn it. Um, Speech, physical therapy. And then the other one was um, he had... um, you know, for his, um, dexterity, his, um, gosh, darn it. Can't think of the name of the therapy. And on top of that, um, the map of going to neurology and once a month, and then we would have to go up separately for the developmental pediatric specialist, all of these things, right. All of this stuff. And it was really hard to have friends because he would have meltdowns if he was overstimulated, which no one understood. And on top of that, I didn't want to expose people to his meltdowns because I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable. And that was the people pleaser in me trying to protect my son from other people judging him, trying to protect my son from harsh, cruel reality, reality of life. And, um, and we would have birthday parties and no one would show up, you know, and um, the heartbreak of that and how it affected my other children um, is, is a real, it's something that I really struggle with to this day because, um, yes, it's affected their life and shaped them into who they are and they're wonderful human beings and they're very driven and they work hard and I'm so proud of them. But at the same time, um, I, I couldn't give them everything because Gabriel took so much and doing it alone I, you know, fell short sometimes. And, and that's, that was really the hardest thing for me as a special needs mom, as a single parent in, and um, anyway, so that is a little bit about me and people pleasing and overcoming. Um, And I just want 
today for you to know as we wrap up this episode to take these lessons to heart because you're not alone. You know, you are not the only one that has been in survival mode or feels like you're in survival mode right now. You have the power to break free from that. You have the power to transform your mindset and regain control of your life. And that is what the 90 day hormone reset system does for women. Because I've been there before. I understand the heartache, the hardship, the wanting more, but not wanting to disrupt anyone else or upset anyone else, but still, you still know deep down in your heart and soul that you want more for your life. So if this is something that resonates for you, um, I just want you to know that you are not alone. And there is some things you can do to help improve your life. And one of them is the 90 day hormone reset system, which if you're looking for the last coach you will ever need to hire, be sure to reach out to me on Instagram at Jen Witted. And um, I hope to chat with you soon. Have a great day.